Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark films from our two different points of view. Mine being the somewhat cynical cinephile sometimes. And mine being the hopeless romantic. My name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And today we have a wonderful film to review and also really a, a celebration of joy for the fact that this is the start of our, our third season. We've been doing this for two years now and uh, it's it's been a, a real treat. Yes, it is crazy to think that we are doing this for a third round uh, of the Christmas movies, uh, which is, I feel like it's it's definitely gotten better as far as the Hallmark movies. Hallmark um, movies have gotten great, yeah. <laughs> and the fact that we still have people listening is is pretty astonishing to me also. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and so here's to, um, we should be drinking wine or some hot cocoa or something, but if we were, here's to the start of our third season. Cheers. Cheers. We're going to be taking a look at a movie today, obviously, and that movie is We Wish You a Married Christmas. Not to be mistaken for Mary. It is married. Married. Uh, and this one, you know, this is one we saw on the, the previews, and I think both of us were really excited about it. We're, we're big fans of... Uh, Christopher Palaha, who, you know, we just, we love him and everything, especially last year. He, maybe one of my favorite Chris Palaha films last year. Yes, he is just uh, a wonder, I-, I would say, on the screen. Yeah, I pretty much love all of his movies. Mm-hmm. He's he's fantastic. So this was the one that we were most looking forward to for the opening weekend for Countdown to Christmas. And with that said, Stephanie. Yes, Hamilton. What did you think of We Wish You a Married Christmas? Is this one that we'd love to see maybe while stringing up some Christmas lights, you know, all, all cozy in your, your Christmas sweater? Or is this one maybe maybe you'd rather be doing something else, just have it on in the background? Maybe you're vacuuming up Christmas glitter. Or is this one that you would never, ever want to see again? Not in a million Christmases. Well, I feel like those first two were background because... If I'm hanging up Christmas lights... You can do two things at once. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't really give me an option. All right, fine, fine. To... Just uh, watching in the warm glow of the, the twinkly Christmas lights. How about that? <laughs> yeah. I've already put up the lights and then, yeah, I'm just surrounded by them. Which, by the way, we still have our Halloween decorations up, which we usually do once mm-hmm. Countdown to Christmas starts because it starts... In October. But to answer your question, uh, I would gladly be surrounded by twinkly lights (laughs) and i would watch this one again i will say though okay say it this one was not what i expected i did have high expectations for this one um and we'll talk about it it was a lot sadder than i than i anticipated yeah there's there's some there's some some feelings there's some feelings Uh, but what about you uh, I mean, this is going to sound weird. I, I liked it, but I think this was more of a background one for me. Um, the, the technical side of things just really kind of fell flat for me. Um, and you guys know that technical is like my, my bread and butter here. Um, so this would be a background for me. Not to say that it is not a good movie because it is a great movie. And uh, Christopher and Marisol really do some amazing acting here. Um, but for me, there's a background because there's some scenes here that just really got me with the feelings and also with the laughter. Um, so a really solid film overall, but the technical really, really brought it down for me, unfortunately. Yeah, you don't like the sad ones. 
I mean, I'm okay with the sad ones. I felt like the sad wasn't as sad as some of the ones we've seen. So I'm okay with the sad. Um, but it's it's the technical, it's the lighting, it's the the camera work, which we are gonna get into. We had some some questions on on Twitter about some of the camera techniques they were using, so we will answer all of those questions now. Well, not right now, you know, as we progress through the episode. <laughs> uh, well, yes. Let me give a, a plot summary. Please do the the third season plot summary. <laughs> oh, it's. It's the same thing I've been doing. Pressure is It's the same thing I've been doing, y'all. It's not good. Third season. Becca and Robbie find themselves at a crossroads in their struggling marriage and end up in a unique town called Gracious at the recommendation of their marriage coach. Due to an ornamental circumstance, (laughs) they become stuck (laughs) in the town and decide to try and make the best of it. Through the charm and secret scheming of the townspeople, Becca and Robbie rekindle the spark in their marriage and find their way back to each other. Man, that ornamental. You see, I don't read these beforehand. Uh, and those ornamental ones. Ooh, that got me. That was good. That was, that was a great way to start the, the third season. Thank you. Um, wonderful as per usual. Uh, I feel like they, they get elevated each season. This one, this one definitely had some spice. Mm. Uh, but our our film stars, uh, like we said, Christopher Blaha, um, who, you who know, plays can, Robbie. Robbie, he can do no wrong, can do no wrong, uh, and he brought he brought it. Like he, I feel like he is a method actor for these characters. Like he goes deep. He really commits yeah. to to these roles. Yeah, he does. Uh, I feel like, and and I will talk this is this will be a theme throughout the episode of how I felt about this movie. I felt like he could have committed even more. Whoa. Um, Whoa. But no, he was fantastic. And yes, last year's Christmas Carol was just, ugh, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I, I feel like his, that performance of his in that movie was like the best Hallmark performance I've ever seen. Wow. I wow. probably said it in that episode too. Should we just go ahead and do Christmas Carol again? Is that what <laughs> no. you want to do? <laughs> no, but he did. He did kill this performance as well. And then we have Marisol Nichols, mm-hmm. who plays Becca. We know her best from Riverdale. <laughs> Riverdale, yes. I really liked her in this movie, and I hope to see more of her in Hallmark. But I really liked her and Palaha together. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it. I I was not a fan of hers mm. uh, before this film. You know, I'm just. Oh, I thought you were saying. Oh no no no! Wait, let me let me finish. Let me finish. Uh, you know, I, I like to be honest here. You didn't um, like Veronica's mother. No, I just <laughs> she just never never really connected with me. Right. So not a big fan before this one, but after though, I, I have to say, I I'm a fan of hers now. Um, I really felt like she added a lot of depth to this character and the scenes were just beautiful with her. She really, um, she made me a believer. She made me a believer. So, uh, and both of them together, I thought was perfect. You know, um, they just seemed to feed off each other and there's these little scenes, the give and takes and the, the, what they, they didn't say, I felt like came across even more than when, when they were speaking. So wonderful job by both actors. Mm, Yeah. That, that I like that, the what they didn't say. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. Um, no, I agree. They're, I mean, I thought both of their performances were wonderful, and I really liked the fact 
that we have, again, they've been portraying this a lot in Hallmark lately, married couples or couples that are on the verge of calling it quits. Yeah. And um, they get they get real. They get real, real. They're down. Yeah. They're down with the realness. Yeah. Because <laughs> we start out just right off the bat, you know, that they're in a, a therapy session, a marriage counseling. Well, let's, let's talk about that scene real quick because they... <laughs> They did something really strange in this film where, um, and this is going to be a theme throughout the film, where there's a lot of close-ups in this movie. Uh, I think a lot more than normal. And so they start this film out with both characters looking directly at the camera. And that's something you don't generally do. And the reason you don't generally do that is because it breaks the immersion of the movie, right? Uh, if you if you look at these films, the characters are always looking either to the left or to the right of the camera because you're not supposed to be looking at the audience. When you look at the audience, the audience becomes aware that they're being looked at and it takes them out of the film, right? So they start off with two subjective uh, camera shots here. And when you use this type of the shot, the subjective shot, you want to make the audience feel like the character. The problem is we don't know who they're staring at yet. It starts off, we have no idea who they're staring at. We assume that, you know, as it goes on, that's a therapy session. So it's just very awkward and very unusual, and it didn't really work for me. Um, it just it made me feel a little awkward. How, how about you on these first two shots here? Well, I, I appreciated the intrigue, uh, that I didn't know who they were talking to. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it was a little too close. <laughs> like, we didn't need... Like, I liked the the idea of it that we didn't know who they were talking to, but I didn't quite understand why we needed to be that in their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the close-ups, they weren't extreme close-ups, but they were they were pretty close. Um, they were pretty tight, and it, it just felt a little awkward for me anyway. And not knowing who they were speaking to, it, it's almost like they were speaking to us, which, again, just takes us out of the magic of, of the movies, the magic of cinema. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mind it. Like I said, it added some intrigue. So I was like, oh, what's going on? This is, it felt different for a Hallmark movie starting out with like this sort of like interview. It felt like they were in an inter- interview. Yeah. But I didn't understand what they were both interviewing for. Um, but yeah, I, I, maybe back up just a tad and then I would have, I would have been completely, <laughs> back up t- completely too close, fine with it. too close. Um, so yeah, so, you know, we got some questions last night about that shot, and it's a subjective shot, and it's usually not used very often for that that very reason. That it, it creates a disconnect. So, uh, an interesting way to start off, but it, it missed the mark for me. Okay, uh, but here for the marriage coaching, and also the cameo by Pascal Hutton. Yes, no, marriage coaching is awesome. I love that. I love therapy. Um, you know, utilizing therapy in these films and making these characters feel like real characters that struggle. They're not just in this, you know, fairy tale bubble. Um, I think that was really, really smart. Yeah. And I think, you know, people might argue like, oh, we come to Hallmark to for the fluff and the good feelings. But, you know, we do also want to maybe feel like these characters are real and a little bit, you know, relatable. So I do appreciate that they are bringing these characters more they're they're making them more grounded in reality uh than before but as always we do always have a happy ending so yeah i mean we know we have that to look forward to otherwise if they're not grounded we're gonna have an autumn in new york situation and that's that's never a fun situation to be in (laughs) uh 
<laughs> you mean Autumn in the City. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Autumn in the I City. I think there is an Autumn in New York movie. Are you um, but <laughs> the the thing, though, this is my thing with this movie, which I would watch it again, and I did really enjoy it. But I think they went maybe a little too hard on the reality. Oh, <laughs> like did they? The, too much. A little too... Like, I didn't realize they were going to be this argumentative and not like lovey-dovey for so long like we get a full hour of them sort of bickering and back and forth like i didn't realize we were gonna get so much of that i liked it i i mean to me i mean knowing that you know there's gonna be a happy ending you know no matter what basically i i appreciated the um the realistic back and forth the bickering the two separate rooms all of that i i like that because i i think the acting from palaha he sold it, um, and it, it made it kind of kind of fun at points, you know. Um, you know I don't know. It, it worked for me, but I, I could see how it might be a little a little frustrating for you was, on the romance side of things. Exactly. I thought it was going to be funnier, so I thought like the bickering and arguing, you know, like there are a couple that's like, you know, at odds with each other. I thought it would be funnier, but like hearing them argue and stuff, like it was kind of just sad to see. Um, mm, yeah, I could see that. So, you know, at first, like, they're arguing about the microwave and stuff like that. But On an island? Yeah. Who puts a microwave on a... What? How? Why? First of all, I don't know that Becca ever said she wanted the microwave on the island. I think she just was saying she wanted it at a, a more... A level that she could reach. And I think in his mind, he thought that meant the island... I just, Maybe I misunderstood, but I don't remember her ever saying that she wanted it on the island. I just think he was like, well, where were we else were we going to put it? Like the only other place to put it would have been the island. And then, you know. I don't know. It just, it broke my heart when I heard that. That poor, poor microwave all alone on that island. It just, it made me a little sad. It made me a little sad. Um, Not the bickering. The lonely, the lonely microwave on his island made me sad. Yeah. But from the previews, I did expect this movie to be a lot funnier. Oh, yeah. No. There, there was... Yeah funny moments and like you know the townspeople were a little quirky but i wanted and this is what i meant by like more commitment like i wanted it to be more i wanted it to be mm. like really extra really quirky more than it actually was and i i know i loved palaha as like the grumpy gus character i loved seeing him like this but for some reason like i wanted it more throughout i was thinking he was just going to be like really just upset through like the whole thing but he seemed he was a lot more reserved than i was expecting him to be yeah i mean you know going back to sort of how i felt about this movie it felt like there's almost a little something missing and yeah. i don't know what that something is um because we have this serious relationship here and they're, they're struggling through something very real and then we have these sort of these quirky townsfolk and the town itself is really strange and how they they stay there with the ornament falling um, it, it just, it felt weird. There's, there's some sort of missing piece here for me. Yeah. That's what I just, I wanted, I, th I guess I was thinking it was going to be more comedic. And then it, there was a lot more of like real, like marriage issues and conflict and things mm -hmm. like that, that I wasn't quite expecting. I did enjoy it and it was done very well, but well, I say enjoy, I, I, en <laughs> <laughs> you like crying, don't it you? It was a good movie in that their performances were great. Um, but like I said, I was just expecting something else. So I sort of had to like switch my expectations mm. to realize like, oh, I gotcha. this movie's a little bit more serious than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. 
But yeah. I do still enjoy those serious, real issues that, you know, the characters do have to tackle yeah. together. Um, so we don't really get a meet cute in this one. You know, we always talk about the meet cute. This one, they're already married. We're, you know, we're already in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can talk about maybe the meet cute of them with the townspeople sure (laughs) go for it um so i really liked the supporting cast and like i said i thought they all did a wonderful job but i still like there was still something like i wanted it just to be turned up like the knob quirky knob just a little bit more because there was like that this the quirkiness was very subtle and i guess from the previews i just thought it was going to be like you know just really wacky well I'll, I'll say you say so i mean i think with with you know one of our favorites amy groaning's character um and again why is this woman not a lead yet she is absolutely fantastic please put her in a lead role uh you know the the pet painter she came off as very quirky right in the beginning like intensely weird and then i felt like it almost got dialed back a little bit um but i thought she was probably the quirkiest let's see how many times we say quirky in this episode <laughs> the quirkiest of the town's folk Mm-hmm. Well, one could argue that Cindy. Oh man, Cindy! Cindy's trouble. Cindy, not a woman of few words, but <laughs> she says a lot. <laughs> she does. Um, and then we also have the innkeepers, mm-hmm. uh, Brian and Vince, who I really enjoyed them. I thought they were wonderful. Yep. But again, I just thought I wanted a little bit more comedy. Like they were fun, but it again, it was just kind of like. It was a little bit more normal than I thought it would be. Yeah, I get, I get it. it. It was missing something for you, and I felt that too. Like something, an element was missing. Uh, and so what we can see is sort of the outline of a really great film here, and then just little pieces not not there for some reason. Yeah, so the, the, the funniness humor didn't like fully work for me, and it did at times, but the seriousness of it, it did work for me. Um, and so... You know, we do have a really beautiful story of these two people finding each other mm. again um, in their marriage. But it is really touch and go for a while that, you know, we feel like they're gonna, they're getting closer to each other and then falls apart yeah. again. And then so it's kind of a bit of an emotional roller coaster for me personally watching this movie because um, I'm just like on pins and needles waiting for them to like have that moment where they see each other again. Mm-hmm. Like, you know emotionally see each other no and it, it's it almost seems very like you said very touch and go and i think that's and it would it never felt it never felt forced to me you know we talk about conflict feeling forced all the things that happened in this film felt very real to me uh and i and i appreciated that and the and i think the conversations that they have and even at the dinner table you know when they first talk about getting separated you know he's like should we should we go we should just go and just that for for whatever reason, that scene really stood out to me as being very real because it's like, yeah, of course that's what you're going to do after you talk about separating from your wife and just, oh, man. Yeah, you're not just going to sit there and have dinner together when yeah. you're just like, oh, man. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But um, one of the, the funny bits that I did like was obviously the, the thing they kept playing the previews, and I almost wish they hadn't done it, uh, was the ornament falling. And, you know, we talk about Chekhov's gun here on the podcast a lot. And this is a prime example of the Chekhov's gun situation where they pull up, they look at the ornament, they comment on the ornament. And so, you know, that thing is going to come back in a big way real soon. Um, and, and, it, and it did. And we get that great Plaha scream. That was that was funny. 
you've got to be kidding me i saw that so many times in the previews and that really that line alone was what hyped me yeah. for this movie that was just like oh my god plaha is gonna be like this grumpy guy that's like you know i just i love that for him and I, again i love his commitment to his roles um and yeah that was a really funny scene mm -hmm. but as far as romance there so there are little moments here and there that we see of them slowly you know little peeks into maybe like how things were in their marriage before things started falling apart and there's this really sweet scene where they uh they're gonna go baking some pies and she he's having trouble with his apron and it's not it's not even like even mentioned like they don't even really say much about it he's just like having trouble while they're talking and she sees it and she's just like oh here and then she just kind of grabs it and helps him with his apron his apron and just some, like just a little thing like that like I just I don't know I really enjoyed that like those little moments like seeing them like it was nothing to her like oh that I would help him with his apron mm -hmm. even though they're going through this stuff there's still that that love there for wow, him that's beautiful that's a, yeah that's a great way to say that I think you're absolutely right there uh, I mean, I think for me, just the, the looks that they give, you know, like I said, I said earlier, it's really a lot of the unspoken things when she's, you know, rolling up the window in the car, you know, they're barring the innkeeper's cars and car and she's rolling up the window like a hand crank back in the old days. And he just kind of looks at her and it's like this funny little look he gives her as she finally gets the window up. And it's just these little moments like that that I really appreciated. Yeah, that that was a funny scene, and I like that they let it go on for that long. Um, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's and yeah, that's that's humor. You gotta you gotta commit. Yeah, but man, like for most of the movie, it felt like a bummer to me because I just was like, I kept waiting for them to like, you know, be good again, mm -hmm. and it just they kept, you know, they would something would come up, and then they start fighting about it again, and like I said, I just expected them to sort of like make up a little bit sooner. Well. Well, I mean, I, I probably can guess sort of what was what was holding you back a little bit. What do you think it was? It was the lighting. And <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because... Oh my gosh, you're probably right. Because really, I mean, this lighting here is just so intense. I mean, we talk about high-key lighting here where they're just kind of blasting light in scenes. And it that happened a lot here, especially in the beginning. You can see it right in the beginning um, when they're in the, the therapy's office. There's just a flood of light here, not really shaped on them at all. We're not getting any shaping on the face. Um, and it was just very distracting to me. I just, I couldn't get into it. There are a few scenes. I will say there are a few scenes later on where it, like at the end when they have some nice amber glow there and we're starting to get some of that shaping. But for a lot of this, just, it felt like light was just blasting here. Mm. So I think that's probably what you were, you know, subconsciously hitting on. Probably you, you know me so well. Could, yeah, could be the lighting or that we kept having like these sweet moments and then it would be overshadowed with sadness. Yeah. So like they go to yeah. get some Christmas trees oh, and yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is so cute. They're going to go get Christmas trees together because they, the, one of the end guys says something like, oh, we, we need to just like take time to like be sweet to each other. And mm -hmm. I really liked that line. Yeah. Um, I did too. That was a good line. Yeah, that he's like, sometimes we just need to take the time to be sweet to each other. And that is like a really great, like that's really great advice, especially mm -hmm. like for relationships or even friendships, just to take the time to do something nice for someone and that it goes a long way. So it's like she realizes like, oh yeah, you know, something as simple, like she brings him some coffee or something. Um, and then they're like, let's go get a tree. It was like a tradition, I guess, that they used to do. So why not, even though we're stuck here? 
And I was so excited, you know, we were going to have like a cutting the Christmas tree down scene. And then Becca sees these like two little twigs <laughs> against the building is like, mm, I think I, I think we're going to go with those. And I don't know why I loved. So uh, Robbie uh, jumps on the bale of hay. Like he's like ready to go. You know, Cindy's going to bring him out to the or no. No, it's a different person. It's, it's the, the, the alpaca lady. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, so he's ready to go. And then she sees those twigs and she's like, oh. And then he just like instinct is like, oh, like he knows we're not. <laughs> this isn't happening. And he just kind of like jumps off and you just see him in the background. Like he jumps on and then he looks at her and then he jumps off like this is not happening. Yep. And that just made me smile. But so they bring the twigs home because uh, nice. Becca feels sorry for them. And, you know, but I still think it's cute. And I'm like, that's who she is. And he likes that about her. Like, this is, you know, who she is. And then, but the fact that they are decorating two separate Mm. trees and they say this line that they're like used to, you know, decorate together. That was like the one thing like they love doing. He's like, and now we have his and her trees. And Uh, I was just like, oh my gosh, uh, you go from like thinking this is like a sweet, like tree decorating scene and then realizing they're decorating separate trees trees and how they're both so separate from each other's lives right now and it just like killed me and i just thought what could be sadder than having his and her christmas trees having no christmas tree that could be sadder (laughs) that could be sadder no it was it was very sad and i think another sad moment too since we're since we're on the sad train right now all aboard um was when she was talking to jerry at night you know they're in separate beds um, oh my god jerry and she gets down on the ground with Jerry and just sleeps next to the dog. And, and I was thinking, man, who was going to get the dog when they split? Like, how do you, how do you do that? Cause they both love this dog so much. And it's just, oh, well, it man. did feel like she loved the dog a little bit more. I don't know. At I, least in the beginning, like when they're in the car, like she's like, Oh, she's like talking to Jerry. And he's just like, Jerry, get down. Like he's <laughs> like pushing Jerry in the back. You say that, but when Jerry is in that parade and we have a plot, no, I scream, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's always hard when, you know, the ki- kids are involved. Yeah. Uh, and, and Jerry was just adorable. And Jerry is and Jerry is like, you know, the kid here. And I, I do like that we see, because I feel like we haven't had one of these in a while where the dog takes such a prominent role mm-hmm. in the film. It's been a minute since we've had a dog with such a big part here. And a, a, the dog was really like the child of, the, of, these, uh, of this couple. And that was really, that was really neat to see. It was, but you know, one of my favorites, so we're talking about Christopher Pla and how wonderful he is, and I feel like we don't get enough Christopher Plaha movies, but one thing that wasn't sad, and one of my favorite parts of this movie, was every time he called her baby. He called her baby? Yeah, did he? I don't, I mean, I told you, I don't have baby in my notes at all. Plaha has one of the nicest voices. <laughs> And I believe I was talking about this in the last movie that he did. I think I went on about it in that episode as well. But I don't remember, and I don't think it's very common in Hallmark movies for them to call each other like pet names. But something about like him calling her baby, it was just, it was, it was nice. And also it was very sweet and I liked seeing Mm. it just, it felt different. I was like, why? I was like, why is this weird to see in a Hallmark movie? But I felt like it was. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I mean, I guess I I didn't pick up on that at all. Mm. So you were just you, you were would. just waiting for it. I, I wouldn't. Now I was too busy looking at the lighting, and uh, and also those those close ups. So not only do we get, you know, sort of the subjective close up shots in the beginning, 
throughout the film, they go really tight on on their faces a lot of times when I don't I don't think you really needed to. I have a theory about that. Please. Not at the beginning because they're sitting down, so that wouldn't really make sense yeah. for the therapy session. But I did see some behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Marisol Nichols is... Uh, oh, you're saying the height she, difference? Yes. they yeah. they. She is a lot shorter than Christopher Palaha. Sure. He is a large man. And I saw in like behind the scenes stuff that she had to like stand on a crate to like even try to get like to like a decent wow, height, I guess. Wow, that's so why. I'm wondering if that's why they did so many close up shots with yes. the back and forth yep. because of the height difference. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly why they did that, which is a shame because it felt very awkward. I mm-hmm. there had to have been a better way to do this. Um because I would notice it. You never want to notice a shot. A lot of times you just want to kind of be sucked into the film and not notice what they're doing. So um yeah, that's a great, great call out. Look at you doing the behind the scenes research. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> it's kind of like filming Lord of the Rings. They basically had to do some Lord of the Rings stuff here to, to get <laughs> yeah. the shot. Uh, but we finally start getting some, some like, some real romance, y'all. Some good stuff here. <laughs> so the second half, there's a line where he's like asking her to go to dinner. And. He says it's something like he's like, we've been married for 13 years. He's like, and I don't know why I was nervous to ask you that. And I like Mm, my mm, heart. mm, I just was like, oh, my gosh. Yep. Such a great line delivered so beautifully. And it's like, yeah, you've been married so long. But like they're starting to feel that the butterflies again, Mm -hmm. like, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe when they first met. And I just thought that was a really sweet touch that they added. Yep. Then and, you know. I we both I think we both were made noises some, <laughs> some kind of noises. Look, we don't make noises when, when we they go to the part this party and there's mistletoe and everyone's oh. like, oh, you need a kiss. Oh goodness. Mm. 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 <laughs> and this is a theme with me that I enjoy sometimes the non kisses more than the kisses when they do it like this. Oh, this was a kiss. This was not a non kiss. This was a kiss. So. I say the non-kisses. They do kiss, but it's yep. like a pet. Like it's like a little kiss. They're hesitant. Mm-hmm. And then they give like this little kiss, but it's after they pull away. Mm. Mm. Like you mm. felt that tension. I we were both I think we both were like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell they wanted to go back in, but there were people, people. all over. Children. So it was just Alpacas. it was like right after the kiss. In that moment, in that silence, and them staring at each other, it it said so much well even even the little peck i mean it wasn't even it was like a it was a sensual peck i mean it was was the pet the peck didn't do anything for me it was the after i would rate that after a blazing inferno like the like the and i hope people know what i'm talking about but it was like right after the kiss they're staring at each other and you could feel like i almost felt like are they gonna go back are they gonna kiss again but they didn't and Mm -hmm. it just like hung there oh no and whatever was in that space between them was a blazing inferno the, the space between yeah so we have we have our first blazing inferno of the season first blazing inferno of season three right here what without a kiss, without a like kiss. It was- <laughs> but see to me i i even enjoyed the peck because the peck it was almost like an upper lip kind of peck and yeah it, it felt good too and then you write the the sensualness afterwards the lingering because well, it was like they were realizing the something space yeah between the yeah. space between like they were that. having an awakening there let's just say that <laughs> Um, 
And then it, and then it just, it, it grows from there. They go on the stroll after the parade and the, yeah, I loved that where he's like yelling for Jerry. Oh my gosh. Jerry's, so they've been building up this parade the entire film. I'm like, they better bring in the parade. We have a, a man, I'm assuming it's a man. It could be a demon in a, a snowman <laughs> costume trotting down the streets of, of this beautiful town. Um, nightmare fuel if I've ever seen it. And oh then we have an actual beautiful parade, like great lights, great floats. I hate parades. I'm, I'm a, one of those people that don't like them. I was like, okay, this is a pretty good one. Uh, it ends abruptly, which is, which is fine. But we have Plaha screaming out Jerry as the dog passage, which was just lovely to see. Yes. Again, commitment to his role. Yes. But the, the line in the script probably just said, oh, you're going to yell for Jerry or whatever. But the way he delivered it was a way only. Or maybe just Palaha say, say hi to Jerry and Palaha's yeah. like, Jerry. <laughs> um, but they go on a stroll after and just like the excitement of her, like what? Like, is this, what is this happening? Yeah. And this scene, it, it was like, it was preparing me for another scene that really broke me. But this scene really did a number to me. They're like singing. She's like, got wish you Merry Christmas in her mind, in her head. And he mm. starts singing it and they do like a little dance. And then she sits down because she's feeling a certain type of way. And he comes to her yeah, and bends down. Twinkly lights everywhere. Yeah. It's a great moment. It's like a gazebo. Or yeah, it's actually, it's actually lit very well. Here. Yeah. Yep. And then he says that he's sorry for taking her for granted <sighs> and tells her that he has never stopped noticing her. Mm. Because there's like a before where she says she feels like he doesn't notice her anymore. And he's like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe you feel that way. I've never stopped noticing you. And then we get an actual kiss. Yeah. But you might be disappointed because I rated I only rated this one Sparks, but it was still really good. <laughs> it was like a high end. Like high upper, end Sparks. <laughs> a lot of Sparks. A lot but of Sparks. Like sparks all the same. But it was just such a sweet scene. Like the sincerity of his apology and the looks that they're giving each other, like the reassurance that she's been like wanting and needing. Mm-hmm. And then and then like that kiss. Like yeah. it feels like they haven't like kissed you know, in forever. I don't know how long it's been. Um, but it was just a, it was just a beautiful, beautiful moment. It was, it was great there. The lighting was beautiful. I mean, we got classic Hallmark here. Um, yeah, just a, a wonderful scene and it, you know, it sets up, you know, Becca realizing that this is only because they're on vacation. I mean, this is the main conflict here. I mean, there's conflict left and right in this film, you know, warranted, I would say, but this is the main one where she realizes that, Hey, we're doing so well because we're away from our problems. We're, we're really great on vacation. And these people are bringing in some money because they're going to France. They're going to Venice. They've been all across the world, um, which was which was crazy. It's like, wow, okay, all right, we see you. Um, but yeah, she came out here and, and told them that, hey, this is just vacation us. This isn't the real us. Yeah. Which and I, and was... I get that. And I was like, hey, I understand that because you are a totally different person on vacation because you don't have anything to worry about. You're not worried about the kitchen island, and that lonely microwave. You know, I get that. Well, you might be on vacation. I... You're probably the only person that can't fully enjoy vacation. That's true. I mean, when I go on vacation, I do bring my camera with me. I am shooting constantly when I'm on vacation. So, yes. All right. To your point, I don't really take vacations. It's just a new locale to do some some filming. Um, but no, it was a, a pivotal scene because you think everything is hunky-dory. They're back to good. And 
we're on our way to a wonderful Hallmark ending. And then Becca throws a wrench in mm. the whole thing. Uh, and she's like, you know what? This is still not going to work out yep. for us. And I'm just like, what? Looking at the time? <laughs> what is? You got 15 what? minutes, Becca. You better get this together. So again, all the sadness, like just keep, keep it. They bring me up and then they tear me right back down. <laughs> this movie did do that. Um, and then what really broke me was when the car gets fixed and they have to leave. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't mention the pet portraits, but quirky Kayla does pet portraits and Marisol decides to... I don't know if we can talk about this. Like, I'm getting a little... Te- <laughs> like, you're, like I'm, getting a little, I'm getting a little teared up. Go, go ahead. Like, you just turn away. She decides she's going to surprise uh, Robbie with a Christmas present mm-hmm. of a painting of Jerry. Yep. And that's wonderful mm. and that's sweet. But when he finds it in the back of the car and he opens it. Oh, that card. And that note <laughs> says, we will always be family. Oh, oh, man. I immediately thought of like, oh, my God, if we ever broke up, and uh. w- like Penny. Like I'm thinking about our Penny and like, you know, having. And I mean, I know it's a dog, but like people have to deal with this with children and everything. But this, I it, that just like mm. wrecked me. Mm. Yeah. And the painting was so good, too. I mean, again... Kayla did a great job. Kayla did a great job. Uh, So it just... It killed me inside seeing that and the note. And obviously, I did think of of Penny here. And um, it was an intense scene. And the movie is, like, almost over. Like, I am not well. This I'm just like, how are we going to have a happy ending? I'm so sad right now, like, sobbing. Um, But there was this beautiful line that one of the end guys said... And I can't remember which one. They were both wonderful. But one of them says to her, sometimes you have to rip everything apart, make a total mess, and rearrange it the way you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was beautiful. And um, and that's just what they're going to have to do. Yeah. Is that so they had to just rip everything apart and start basically start over. I mean, you know, can't fully start over. but And do things the way, you know, start seeing each other for who they are now. And, um, I think when Robbie sees that painting, like it really hits him. Like I, this isn't what I want, you know, and I know it's not really what she wants. And so we do get the, the wonderful, the wonderful ending. (laughs) I was really getting worried. Finally. But the fact that he's like, Oh God, when he says, I miss you already, because he's like Mm. thinking about them not being together when they get back home. And he's like, I miss you already. (laughs) There's some there's some lines in here. We have some lines. Really great lines. Um, and then and then we have uh the kiss, which is another Sparks. It was a it was a great kiss, but I just still can't stop <laughs> this thinking about that. This is a pretty good that. kiss. This is a pretty good kiss. It was him, it was pretty good. Um, and I love that he like picks her up, like he like does like a bend down and like picks her up, and I really enjoyed their height difference. I think it's really cute when you know. People are like when someone's like a lot taller than yeah, the other. Yeah, but it's realistic. Um, it was just, I, it was a really cute ending. Uh, but speaking of the writing, I do want to shout out Nicole Baxter, who wrote this movie. Um, excellent. Yeah, excellent, wonderful script for, mm-hmm. for these two. And also, I, I'm going to shout out Antonio's vest, um, beautiful wardrobe. Uh, you know, we didn't really talk about Antonio much, but he was he was a really fun character and his relationship with Kayla and how he gets her a Christmas napkin that she wears around her neck. I loved it. I loved it all. Yeah. So Antonio and Kayla was weird for me because when they first showed them, I thought, oh, 
this, I thought, okay, I thought it for a second, like this might be a thing, but then they didn't really nurture that relationship throughout the movie. Like I didn't really feel like there was any progression with them. It was behind the scenes. You had to use your imagination. And then all of a sudden at the end, it was like, oh, I like you. And where, and I was kind of like, where did yep. this he, come from? And here's my napkin. Here's so, my Christmas napkin. Yeah. They were super cute. And I wish they had shown them a little bit more. So I could have been like expecting that at the end, but it seemed very unexpected to me um, that they were like threw that in together at the end. So it felt like we were missing something, but I did think they were very cute. Yeah. And there you have it, folks. That is, we wish you a married Christmas. Yes. Uh, our first one of... <laughs> if you heard that, that is our little Penny waking up and sneezing. <laughs> yes. Our first episode of the new season. And what a what a sad one to start out with. But they're, they're obviously, you know, I know they're going to be happier ones <laughs> coming, coming for us. Um, but it was a great movie nonetheless. And one that I would watch again. Um, I love always seeing Palaha, but yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to like, if this is the, this is like a precursor for what's to come. I'm excited for, for this year's movies. Same, same. They did a great job here. So thank you guys for listening. Please make sure to, um, like, and subscribe and, and rate us the rates, uh, the rates, the rates, the rates really help. Uh, the rating system really does help us. It kind of, um, you know, lets people know what we're all about, puts us at the top there. So thank you all for doing that. And we will look forward to seeing you the uh, on the next one. Yes. Thanks. Thank you.